So we are going to get started. Welcome to Poise No Regret, where we say it like we mean it, we mean it like we say it, and we agree to disagree in love. So if you're a regular, welcome back. I know it's been a while. And if you're a new guest, welcome. This is a very exciting episode for me. Um, It's personal because we have a guest and I will introduce her in just one second, but if you are a new guest, this is a platform where we merge discussions of mental health, trauma, and hot topics because now more than ever, they intersect. So without further ado, I would like to introduce my special guest, my very special guest, whom I'm honored to have, Mrs. Rabisha Clay, a longtime friend who we met in the therapy world as mental health clinicians, but she's now transitioned into the world of film and entertainment with her husband, who is owner of Howard Clay Films. So Rabisha and her husband just wrote, produced, and starred in the film Mile 19, yay, which I'm so excited <laughs> And um, it's based on a true story. So welcome, Ravisha. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. And before we actually get into the film, again, it's mile 19. I want to ask you, how did you transition? And I know this, but for the people, (laughs) (laughs) how did you transition from therapy to the world of film and entertainment? Well, really, I would say like it's it's kind of like a more of a merging. Um, I actually um, though met my husband who was a lover of film for over fourteen years, and so um, once he kind of um, I connected with him, and he kind of of kind of creating this um, division of film. Um, I was definitely you know really excited about it. I've always kind of. Um, never done feature films, but, you know, have done acting, um, modeling, just always like enjoyed entertaining um, others in different, you know, capacities. And so I just was really excited to kind of merge my experience as a therapist with um, creating feature, feature films. I love that. I absolutely hope that that encourages somebody because I feel like <laughs> we get so stuck Um just in one lane, you know, and Mm -hmm. our multifaceted people who should be able to explore all of the outlets that interest us and that also we have talents for. So I'm happy to hear that you were able to merge the two. Um, And with your perspective, I'm sure it brings a lot to the industry of film. So that's really awesome. Yes. Okay. So mile 19. Mm -hmm. based on a true story (laughs) and it's following a journey involving human trafficking and for those of you who may have heard the term but not exactly sure what human trafficking is it involves the use of force fraud or coercion to obtain some type of labor or commercial sex act and unfortunately every year millions of women children and men are trafficked worldwide um Mm -hmm. There are various forms, including labor trafficking, organ trafficking, and what we hear about most frequently, sexual trafficking. 
And unfortunately, it also involves minors, which we refer to a commercial sexual exploitation or um, CSEC. And there are many myths about human trafficking, some of which are addressed in the film. But before we get to that, um, tell everyone what exactly is the genre of this film? So um, definitely a more suspense thriller. It is um, on Amazon Prime labeled as a horror, but um, it's I would say it's more like thriller than horror, but um, that's more of the genre. And it's just like you said, we wanted to bring um, awareness uh, to human trafficking because I think that um, this movie kind of opens the door to kind of letting you know how to keep your family safe and kind of know some of the um, the tricks that might be played. It is not a movie about um, per se human trafficking, but within the movie, um, like highlighting that relationship between mother and daughter, we um, wanted to make sure there was also awareness uh, regarding human trafficking. Mm. Got it. Got it. That was an interesting take. Um, I know I was lucky enough to be invited to the premiere, which was awesome, by the way. Um, and I really was not expecting the thriller. I, I wanted to walk into it um, like completely blind. So I didn't want to know anything. I wanted to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, I thought that that was a very interesting take and it was, it, it gave um, an element of excitement, but also it was really realistic, to be honest. Um, I mean, certain things, of course, were dramatized, but mm -hmm. when you just think about how everything plays out, you certainly highlight um, and do bring awareness to human trafficking in a major way, um, but under the guise of a thriller suspense, which mm -hmm. definitely keep people tuned in. So I thought that that was, that was genius. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yes, ma'am. So tell me how and or why did you and your talented husband, Howard, decide on this particular um, storyline, which is based on a true story, correct? Uh, well, a mo multiple stories. So not just one singular story, but just kind of multiple experiences that we've had, um, Howard used to drive for a lift, so he had lots of um, individuals that he picked up. And, and of course, you know, as you know, a lot of times people are, when they're riding and comfortable, they're sharing their stories. And then the same way with me, um, with being a therapist for over five years, um, have, you know, came across some stories as well. And so that's just kind of like a, basically like a mashup of all the stories, not one particular person's stories, but just kind of like, like I said before, just that um, awareness of like this, you know, this is definitely happening, especially um, in the, the city of Atlanta. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. That actually is a great segue into my next question, being that we are based in Atlanta. I'm glad that you had a, a movie premiere here as a part of your tour. Um, I know you started in Los Angeles, where you reside, and then also Cleveland, and then you made a stop in Atlanta. And Atlanta in particular has been identified for several years as one of the, well, if not the number one hub for human trafficking. And because of that, the film felt very close to home. So I wanted to ask, can you give us a little bit more detail about how your previous work as a therapist prepared you for this role and any insight that you could offer in the development of the film overall? 
Of course, of course. And then I also just want to um, just make a, a slight correction that it was Los Angeles, uh, Cincinnati, and then um, and then Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I I would say that, and I, I realize I also did not quite get into your question earlier. So I kind of interlude both of you know why did we do this film, as well as how my experience as a therapist has prepared me for the role. And so um, when we moved to Los Angeles, met up with um, a the why is. Um, we met up with a um, representative who, you know, was kind of saying, you know, because we kind of went with Jeff, like, oh, we just want to work, you know, in a, a writing room. But he was kind of saying, yeah, you're a great, he told my husband, you're a great writer. But, you know, it's probably going to take at least six years for you to really uh, get in the industry um, going that path. But maybe if you did your own film, that may be kind of that jump start that you need. And so um, Howard and I uh, kind of sat down together to say, you know, what film could we um, film on, you know, using our budget as well as like to kind of jumpstart Howard Clay Films and Mound 19 was something that was definitely uh, close to both of our hearts. Um, and so then going into the, you know, as a therapist, how that helped is, um, you know, A, it just really helped me to um, give, you know, to kind of add to the to the script of like, you know, how, how would this mother how would the other characters surrounding her, you know, how would they act? How would they feel? And so making it like really very authentic um, from the anger, from the confusion, from the, you know, following your intuition, like all of that mixed into one. Um, you know, I was kind of, um, you know, utilizing some of those, those skills that I gained as a therapist. And like I said, my work with um, some of the people that I provided therapy for and um, making that um, authentic. So that's kind of how that helped me. And then of course, definitely on set and things of that nature, making sure, cause we were filming in the midst of COVID. So making sure that everyone's um, concerns and safety uh, was also being addressed and heard. Um, so just bringing, you know, kind of that therapeutic energy. And I'm sure you know very well about, uh, you know, how powerful that therapeutic energy can be. Hmm. And you did a great job with that. Thank you. Thank you. You did. So how was it bringing the characters to life? I mean, just with that, there you have the lens of a therapist, but then you're <laughs> placed in the actual mindset of the scenario. And I don't want to give too much away, but how was it actually bringing your character to life and witnessing the other characters um, coming to life with this particular storyline? Well, I would definitely say that, you know, um, although um, I kind of provided some feedback I, while, while Howard, my husband, was writing, uh, but it's, it's nothing. Words on the page uh, don't even compare to like when you see it. Um, actually like coming alive, like you said. And so, um, A, I just want to say that it was amazing. Like, wow, those were words on a page and now to see uh, the different actors with uh, their talents. We have so many very, very talented actors, uh, but then making those words come to life, it was very powerful. Um, and then my role as Della, like, again, I just, um, you know, I believe that Howard uh, graced me with that role because I brought a lot of that therapeutic energy of like, what would someone do who, who um, you know, while it's like her best friend, but at the same time knowing, you know, when to speak up, when to let people um, figure things out on their own. And so I think a lot of that, you know, even in my 
my time as a therapist, that's what I had to do too. You know, like I would really care for the people that I work with, but at the same time, like had to let them, you know, so to speak, take the driver's seat and figure it out on their own as well. So I, I definitely utilize that a lot in my role as Della. Um, but then kind of seeing some of the other actors, um, you know, really it was Howard who just kind of brought out that magic in them. I can't take credit for that at all. He's an amazing director and was able to kind of get that energy out of, of each of us as actors. Mm-hmm. Yes, Howard. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did a great job with that. And and that was a um, actually a great segue. You know, I want to delve a little bit deeper because you said so much that was really layered. Um, one of those following your intuition. I, I saw a lot of that in the film and maybe again, because my lens, I'm, I'm looking at the film through a therapeutic <laughs> lens. It, it made me kind of have empathy in a way for the family members and friends of mm-hmm. individuals who are in these circumstances or find themselves in these circumstances where they just don't know how to support what to do. Yeah. Um, it, very stressful, very frustrating, I'm sure, you know, to witness what's going on and you not be able to do anything about it. And so many times, you know, your main character, and of course, again, it was dramatized, but there are certain instances where people go through things and they're following their intuition, but because the actual physical manifestation hasn't occurred yet and people Mm -hmm. don't see the finish line yet, they're labeled as, um, you know, I, I don't want to use certain stereotypical words, but they're labeled like they are not really in full um, charge or have all of their faculties. They're not in charge of their situation. They're mm-hmm. alive. They might be losing it. They're spiraling, you know. Yeah. They're delusional. That, that Those are all the labels that sometimes people can get. So, I was glad in a way to see um, that prolonged, just how it can cause a dynamic where this push and pull is the main person has their intuition and they know that they have to follow it because they know specifically what's going on with them, with them in their spirits. Right. They also are fighting, you know, people who are looking at the situation from the outside in through this Mm -hmm. lens of you are absolutely losing it, lady. We don't see anything. We don't know what you're feeling and seeing, but this all is not making sense. So how, how, if anything, (laughs) um, would you recommend just from a therapist standpoint too, um, families in those situations when they find themselves, how do you navigate that space? Yeah. And so I think that that's one of the awareness awareness pieces is that, you know, you have to like, if you have a feeling, you have to explore it. And, you know, and sometimes there, you know, even without like, you know, in the movie, you know, you have the physical, like you said, uh, people verbally telling you, you know, naysaying, so to speak. But sometimes that can be, you know, a fight within the, per, you know, within yourself as well. So knowing how to navigate, like if you, you know, um, if your spirit is telling you something, explore that, you know, like um, don't resist to pick up the phone and, and touch base with somebody if you're worried about them. Like don't stop fighting um, for that quiet voice within, um, you know, even if there is others or yourself that's kind of like struggling with that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That that is something else. Just to see, like in that mindset, you really explained that perfectly because you were the support system as the friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to balance, you know, this does not make sense. You're laying it all on the line here, but I am going to support you. Like right. at a distance, I'll let you go, but I'll keep my eye on you, but call me if you need me, but I'll be back, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll make more sense when people see the film, but that that was really, um, I, I saw that. It was very, very clear um, in the film, and it came through through the writing. So to your credit and to Howard's credit, that was great. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, I you know, definitely encourage everyone to definitely check out uh, Ma 19 on Amazon Prime so that you can kind of be in the know of like the little hints that we're giving out. But yeah, I definitely think that um, it it was so imperative um, in Howard's writing that we noticed uh, Linda's struggle and we it, it was very clear to us like how hard it must have been for her to continue on her path of what um, her tu- intuition was telling her to do, even when like, you know, like you said, friend um in the character that I played Della um was even starting to waver you know what I mean because like that's kind of her rock you know and so it's like oh no am I making a good choice I don't know I'm unsure and so you kind of um got a chance to you know go on that journey with Linda to like really discover like you know um, kind of the roller coaster with her of like you know as she's discovering you know how to navigate that um both you know Figuratively and literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. And that is interesting also because of that duality. Linda, the main character, she had intuition. She knew something was going on um, later into the film, but her daughter, the actual um, person of interest, I guess, in, or one of in, in this, in this plot, um, she was the opposite. She didn't have an opportunity to follow her intuition because one of the myths in um, human trafficking, which is something that I try to bring awareness to, is that people don't necessarily, they're not just signing up saying, hey, use me. I want to become a victim. Right. That's not how it works. Um, People usually fall into situations and scenarios um, after following someone that they trust um, very closely or because of past histories and traumas that make whatever the situation is being presented to them seem like the better option. So I won't give away which (laughs) scenario is which, but with her daughter, she was faced with kind of um, a transition that made her vulnerable. and that's one of the myths is, is just that with trauma, you, you necessarily, people will say you chose this or why didn't you look out mm-hmm. for this? You follow your intuition. But sometimes, depending on who you are, whether you're the family member, the friend, mom, dad, cousin, somebody, teacher, whomever versus mm-hmm. the victim themselves, their experience and why and how they ended up in the scenario um, is totally different. And sometimes they might not think to, or they might not necessarily have that small, still voice because they're trusting a certain situation. 
Right. And I just wanted to, you know, just speak on that. It's like, that's the reason why Mount 19 um, is a is a series that we're, we're looking to kind of go at least into six parts of, you know, diving a little deeper because this was just surface level. But as we continue, we want to, like, like you said, bring more awareness to those those different things that we need to look out for, because you're right. You know, it's not just. Um, you know, black and white, as you know, some people uh, believe, because, um, you know, even one of the things that we talked about a little bit earlier is in Atlanta, there's a lot of um, there's actually a very well known uh, strip club that across the street, they literally go get the girls from the bus stop and bring them over there in the hopes of like, don't you want to make some money? And like the, the same things with, um, you know, um, a lot of the um, like there's like this Bible study group that encourages kids like, hey, you want to get closer to God? Like, so there's so many methods and trickery um, that these um, individuals are using. And unfortunately, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, people are kind of faced with those stereotypes of like, it looks so black and white or like if I, that basically if someone's doing sex trafficking or human trafficking, they look like the big bad wolf, but sometimes they can really look like a sheep and, and seem very innocent. And so um, we're hoping with this, this series just to bring awareness um, to families and that they watch with their children and that, you know, the children share with their, you know, their classmates and that it just kind of keeps growing and growing in that way because this is such, um, you know, we keep bringing up Atlanta, but it's such a big problem uh, worldwide and that we just need to be more aware, um, you know, of our surroundings and of, you know, like we said, speaking and, and listening to our intuition. Yes, yes. That would be incredible. I really hope that you do <laughs> a few more in this series because um, there are so many myths and caveats to uncover. Mm -hmm. um, that, that is fantastic. And I hope that we can um, see those things and support you because it really is um, helpful for, like you said, the community <laughs> altogether. So, um, in addition to just Howard's experience when he was driving and your therapeutic experience, was there any additional research that went into Mile 19, into your project? Uh, yes. So we, um, you know, definitely did a lot of, you know, just uh, looking up different um, statistics, making sure that it was something that, you know, um, was you know, definitely, you know, need it. And of course, like, even as we're like deciding on like which grip was the most powerful and, and what, um, how, what direction we wanted to go in for mile 19, um, literally like a newscast came on regarding uh, a sex trafficking uh, incident. And so, um, you know, we we're like, wow, that's definitely speaking to our own intuition of like the power of the need for this movie, you know, um, in this, in this season. And so, you know, we definitely don't at all um, claim to be experts um, in the field, but, you know, it's more about just um, the, the passion to bring awareness and, you know, and, and even in, you know, Howard Clay films as a whole, um, we just want to make sure that it's, that we are using POC or people of color um, to tell these stories because a lot of times like certain things are not only being told in one way or another or you know 
um, there's not a lot of times where people are using, like you said, entertainment to bring also awareness, but it's kind of like you only hear that if you are going into therapy session or when you already have been, you know, in a situation where you've been human trafficked. Um, so um, it, it was just really important that we utilize our voices and our talents in order to tell this story and to, you know, um, if nothing else, encourage other people to go out there and, you know, type on their computers and find out more. Um, and to be educated about this um, very, very um, important issue. Yes, yes. Wonderful. Okay, so is there anything in addition? I mean, you kind of laid it out, but is there anything in addition that you both, that you and Howard hope people take away from the film? Um, the biggest takeaway is, you know, just making sure that people... Um, like I said, are, are, are using the film in order to bring awareness to their families. So that's why we say, you know, making sure to watch my 19, but then also, you know, share with many, many others. Um, and then just kind of overall, the, the bigger message, um, being that, you know, at Howard Cliff Films, we are, you know, this is kind of like our, our, our first film. And so, you know, it's important that, uh, we also like make sure that people are aware that we have to support one another. So like, I, you know, definitely, definitely um, appreciate this time and this space in order to encourage people to watch on Amazon prime um, and then give that five-star review because we have to like, as people of color and people in general support one another um, because there's many, many stories. Howard has over 40 scripts um, that he, you know, has already written and, you know, mm -hmm. we just want to be able to tell these stories and to be um, a company that, you know, is able to express these, these situations and um, important issues along with other, you know, of course they're not, all the films are not um, centered around awareness, but just in general, like being able to provide entertainment, um, but then also, um, you know, taking a film to a, another level. So um, we're just excited to, um, you know, be on this journey and to continue to, um, you know, make more, you know, film after film after film. So we're very excited. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I'm excited for you. And as a viewer, um, I was just so happy to see the awareness that was brought to attention in the film. So thank you so much for sharing what you hope people take away. And then I heard you mention, and this is our um, final question for the evening, but I heard you mention that people can find the film on Amazon Prime um, and how people can support Mile 19. Can you tell people just where to go under what category on Amazon Prime? And then also, is there anything in additional people can do to support Mile 19? You mentioned um, something about stars. So tell, tell everybody how we can do that to support you. Of course, yes. So um, you would just uh, log into Amazon, um, you know, just the same site that you use to shop and type in Mile 19 um, and then section and all you would do is just uh, click on that the rent is this we got it all the way down to 399 so and I think the buy is maybe 499 so it's very 
um, affordable and you would just um, watch the movie, enjoy the movie, share the movie with others. And then once you get past the credits, because you have to watch all the way through, which I think the credits are only like maybe one to two minutes. Um, so it's just, you know, just be patient for it to completely end. Um, Amazon gives you an option to uh, rate the movie. So you would just write on there, you know, what you enjoyed. And, and like I said, you know, we are, you know, a beginning company. So your support is really appreciated. So if there's anything you liked about the movie, give it five stars so that, you know, we're able to move to the next level uh, within Amazon. But then also probably by mid month um, of this month of November, we'll also be on Tubi. So right now we're just on Amazon, um, but then we're hoping, uh, are we, we're not hoping, but we will be on um, Tubi uh, by mid-November. Oh, fantastic. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, great. So we need to do that. Everyone, please, please, please support. Um, this is a major deal. This is a uh, young couple <laughs> who is out here, I mean, writing, producing, directing um, their own films and bringing awareness to um, social issues that affect all walks of life, um, including women and people of color. And so this is something that we really, really want to support. We need to support and we need to get the word out to the community. So I just thank you so much for your time and for sharing um, a little bit more detail about Mile 19. And we look forward to the next installment. So um, I love you all for tuning in. I think that's all we have this evening. But if we have a part two, um, we'll have to ask Miss Clay if she'll come back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ashley, for having me. It has definitely been a pleasure. I appreciate uh, your time and, you know, and, and allowing me to come on your platform in order to share um, our story. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Will you all take care? Um, have a good evening and thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.